Welcome to another episode of Mike's Money Picks. We're coming at you today on a Saturday to do our quick week 12 preview for the NFL season with a segment that we call Buy or Sell. It's going to be a little bit quicker today uh, with all the traveling and all the Thanksgiving games this week. NFL slate's a little smaller and me personally with all the traveling, um, just been hard to sit down and find time to record the podcast. So I'm not going to release a big long production on a Saturday when it's going to be... um, obsolete by Sunday at 1.01 p.m. So it's going to be a little quicker. Just going to give you some quick hits for guys that I like in season long and daily fantasy. uh, And then we'll get on out of here and move on to week 13 of the NFL season. So if you like what you're hearing, please rate and subscribe. The podcast helps me out a lot. Also, if you want my full DFS lineup, head on over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. And lastly, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Mike's Money Picks, dropping extra stats and facts on there that I don't always get to on the podcast. And I'm always happy to answer any lineup or start sit questions. All right, let's go ahead and dive into it with talking about some quarterbacks. But first, a quick word from our friends at Anchor. <laughs> So let's start talking quarterbacks. So I think that this is a great week for Joe Burrow of Cincinnati Bengals. Um, He is getting Jamar Chase back, which is very relevant because he averages over 25 fantasy points per game when Jamar Chase has been active. And Tennessee is 29th against quarterbacks so far this season. Tennessee has an elite level front seven, elite rushing defense. So I think that the way you're going to have to beat them is passing, which good news is for Joe is that he's getting Jamar Chase back and he's going to be able to do it, beating them with passing. I have Joe Burrow as a top five play this week at quarterback. And in my opinion, looking at the main slate on FanDuel and DraftKings, he is probably the quarterback that I'm going to be rolling with because I think that you're getting more points per dollar value uh, on him than some of these other guys that are up near the top. Second quarterback on the buy list is going to be Geno Smith. So, Russell Wilson last week, he caused me to change my Raiders stat because he was just very mediocre in that game. So, my new Raiders stat, because y'all know I love playing quarterbacks against the Raiders. Eight out of ten quarterbacks who have played the Raiders this season have scored 18 fantasy points. No reason to think that Geno Smith can't do that because he pretty much averages 18 fantasy points already. His average is currently 19.5, so why would he be under that average against Las Vegas? And also, most notably, that 19.5 currently ranks ninth among quarterbacks in fantasy points per game. I don't think anybody had Geno Smith being a week-in, week-out starting fantasy quarterback at the start of the season. So what Geno's done has been very impressive. I love the matchup. I also love that they're coming off the bye you know, he's going to be rested up, healed up, and well-prepared to face this Raiders defense. I think Geno Smith, if you got him on your roster in season long, lock him into your lineups with confidence. If you're playing him in daily, I think it's a very good week to play Geno in daily as well. Last QBs on the buy list, I have two dart throws, just guys that are getting starts this week and have what I think are you know, plus matchups. The first one is Bryce Perkins of the Rams against Kansas City. So, you know, I mentioned how bad the Raiders have been against quarterbacks. Kansas City's been equally bad as well. The difference is Kansas City's been winning the football games. Um, teams go down early to Kansas City, and then they are forced to throw the rest of the way. So you're going to get a lot of volume out of Bryce Perkins. He's a dual threat. He was really good at the University of Virginia. So I think that he might be worth a dart throw if you need to stream a starter or if you need to play him in daily to save some money. Uh, I think the same thing about Mike White. He's getting Chicago this week, who has not been good against quarterbacks in the last month. And, you know, the Jets' offense, can it be any worse than it was under Zach Wilson? I don't think so. I think that they have some talented receivers, talented running backs. And Mike White last season looked pretty good in the two starts that he got. So 
I think that those two guys, if you're looking to cut cost in daily and spend up at other positions, are worth a shot. Or if you need to stream a starter because of injury or um, something of that nature, there are no bye weeks this week, but if you need to stream a starter because of injury, those two are legitimate options. Two quarterbacks on the sell list this week. The first one is Tua Tonga-Vailoa. So this is all based on the matchup because Houston is fourth against quarterbacks. And it's not because they're a great secondary or a great pass defense. Derek Stingley Jr. is going to be a really good NFL player. But it's not because that secondary is elite. It's because they are so bad against the run. They're 32nd against the league or 32nd in the league against the run. And it's by a wide margin. And so I think that you're just going to see a game where Mike McDaniel is just going to call plays where he's just going to be willing to hand it off all game and not have to take the shots deep or, you know, intermediate like they do a lot of. And you're just not going to see the typical volume that you see out of Tua. And I think that they're going to win this game easily. So he's not going to have to throw. I just think that if you have Tua and you have another option, this is a week to go to another option. Second quarterback on the sell list is Aaron Rodgers. So he was back on the buy list last week after his performance against Dallas he was just okay against Tennessee. Didn't really come through the way we were hoping him to. So he's back on the sell list this week. And this one is matchup based going up against Philadelphia. Just not a good team to play quarterbacks against. And also look at the health of that receiving core. Romeo Dobbs is still out. Alan Lazard's questionable. I just, I don't just, I'm, I'm not trusting it. If you got him in season long, you certainly can't start him and not playing him in daily either. All right, that does it for quarterbacks. Let's flip on over to the ground game and talk about some running backs. So I know that we don't come here for obvious plays, but I did want to get it out there. If you're paying up for a running back this week in daily fantasy, Austin Eckler would be my vote for the number one fantasy running back this week. I like the matchup against Arizona. I like. I think he's in for some touchdown regression as well. So you don't come here for the obvious plays though. So looking at the buy list, Kenneth Walker III is the first running back on my buy list. So here is my favorite stat that I found this week about Kenneth Walker III. If you go back to last December, so the last five games of last season and the first 10 games of this season for the Seattle Seahawks, their RB1, which was Rashad Penny last year and the start of this year, and then Kenneth Walker III starting about week four this year. Seattle's RB1 in those 15 games averages 22 fantasy points per game in games that they win. Y'all, that is wild. 22 fantasy points per game would be enough to be RB1 for the entire season most of the time. So what you're looking at here is basically you're looking at a number one running back when they win. And currently Seattle is favored to win this game against Las Vegas, the Raiders. So if you think that they win, that's an average of 22 fantasy points per game right there. I'm absolutely smashing Kenneth Walker III in daily. I think he is priced underneath some guys that I would most certainly play him over. And I think that if you got him in season long, just lock him into your lineups and don't even think about it. One other thing that I like about Kenneth Walker III is that coming out of college, people were questioning his ability to play on third down and catch passes and you know pass block. Well, last week he had a well, not last week, last game against Tampa two weeks ago. He had a season high of eight targets and six catches, so he's clearly being involved in that passing game. He's not coming off the field on third downs anymore. So Kenneth Walker III, everything is trending upward. Smash Kenneth Walker III this week. Second running back on the buy list is Jeff Wilson Jr. 
of the Miami Dolphins. So Raheem Mostert is currently doubtful for this game, but Jeff Wilson Jr. has beaten out Raheem Mostert in carries, yards, snaps, and targets in the last two weeks combined. So you're looking at basically since he's gotten traded to Miami, Jeff Wilson Jr. has been the workhorse running back, which is not what everybody saw coming, but it is a thing now. If you dropped him from your lineups after the Christian McCaffrey trade, I feel sorry for you because obviously no one could have anticipated this happening, but he's now a workhorse running back. And Raheem Mostert is doubtful in this game. So he's going to be even more of a workhorse running back against the Houston Texans who are 32nd against the run. I mentioned that in the two segment. So Jeff Wilson Jr. to me, just an absolute lineup lock this week in daily. He's going to be very high owned. I get it. But if he goes off, who cares if he's highly owned? Last two running backs on the buy list are Rashad White and Samaj Piran. So these two guys, Leonard Fournette has not been ruled out yet. But if Leonard Fournette is ruled out, Rashad White is an easy start into your lineup. He's going to be seeing a huge workload. Now, granted, Cleveland's defense is also not very good. The weather in this game is not supposed to be good either, but Cleveland's run defense has not been great. Cleveland has basically designed their defense around being very fast and stopping the pass. So, you know, a way to counter that is to just run it on them. And so Rashad White is going to be that guy this week if Leonard Fournette is declared out. I would prefer Rashad White to Samaj P. Ryan. Samaj P. Ryan, if you have him, start him. If you have Joe Mixon, find Samaj P. Ryan and start him. But I think the matchup is worse because Tennessee's really good against the run. We know that the workload is going to be there for Piran. We know that he gets work in the passing game as well, but I just don't like the matchup for Piran. Between the two of them, the two guys who are getting starts this week, Rashad White would be my preferred play. Only two running backs on the sell list. The first is Alvin Kamara. So I have him in three season-long leagues, so I'm almost hoping this is a reverse jinx, but I just... It's hard to get excited about Kamara right now, y'all. He's only scored a touchdown in one game this season. Now, granted, in that game, he scored three times. And he has three straight weeks that are under 16 touches. And look, against the 49ers defense, who are second in the league against running backs, you're going to need more than 16 touches to be a productive fantasy player. So I just don't like where the usage is heading. I would love for him to you know, see some touchdown regression and get in the end zone, but I'm just not excited about it. Uh, I think if you have other options, then it might be a time to put Alvin Kamara on your bench in season long, and I'm not touching him in daily fantasy. Second running back on the sell list is Cordero Patterson. So the Falcons are the definition of a running back by committee. You still got Tyler Algier getting carries. You still got Caleb Huntley getting carries. And Cordero Patterson... We need him to be the workhorse back if we want him to be productive. You know, last week, the total number of fantasy points didn't look bad, but it was because he returned a kickoff for a touchdown and got a free six off of that. So I just, uh, I don't know. I'm not playing anybody in this committee. I, I don't trust Cordero Patterson to be the workhorse back that he was last season. And Washington's pretty good against the run. That front seven is one of the best in the league. So I'm just not, not in on Cordero Patterson this week. All right, that does it for the running backs. Let's go ahead and talk about some pass catchers. At the wide receiver position, the first group that is on my buy list is the New York Jets wide receivers. So when you look at schedule adjusted fantasy points per game, the Bears are bottom seven in the league. So, you know, it might not look like the total is, you know, a good matchup for the Bears, but it's because they play teams that are poor passing offenses. So... I think it's a pretty good matchup, and I think that the offense can't be any worse under Mike White. So Elijah Moore last year had two crazy games with Mike White as his quarterback, and Garrett Wilson, his main 
like barrier this season has been QB accuracy. When the ball's been accurate, he's been catching it and he's been good. So I think that those two guys will see definite jumps this week because of Mike White being a quarterback and not Zach Wilson being a quarterback. And so I'm definitely rolling out one of those two guys in daily. I think that they're worth spot starts in season-long leagues, and I think that the quarterback play for the Jets will be a little bit better than it has been in recent weeks. Second wide receiver on the buy list is Terry McLaurin. So since Taylor Heineke has taken over, Terry McLaurin ranks third in the NFL in target share and is wide receiver 16 in points per game. And plus, this is a good matchup. Atlanta is really bad against the pass. They're one of the bottom five teams in the league. So good matchup, great target share, great usage. Full go on Terry McLaurin this week. Now, I do have a few dart throws this week of guys that are worth a look in daily. And if you need a spot starter, these guys are options. So with the injuries in the Kansas City Chiefs receiving core, I think both Sky Moore and Marquez Valdez-Scanling, MVS, are good options this week. Sky Moore saw season highs in targets and yards last week, and MVS is always a threat to catch a deep ball. So I think that both those guys are legitimate options in daily this week. And like I said, spot starter if you need them. Josh Palmer has been outstanding in games that Mike Williams or Keenan Allen have sat. And guess what? Mike Williams has been declared out for this game already. So Josh Palmer is another guy that is worth a look. Greg Dortch, the former Wake Forest Demon Deacon and now Arizona Cardinal, has been a very productive fantasy player when the Arizona Cardinals have had injuries to their receiving core. And right now, Rondell Moore is out for this game. Marquise Brown is out for this game. So Greg Dortch is going to fill into that little slot role that they love to use, and he's going to see a lot of usage, and he's going to have a chance to score a lot of fantasy points against a very porous Chargers defense. For the sell list, look, I don't have a whole lot for the sell list this week, y'all. Most of the good receivers, like, you're either playing them already or you're not. Like, it's it's a pretty obvious week, in my opinion. The one group that I want to sell, though, is the Broncos wide receivers. Look, if your offense can't get it done against the Raiders, then what are we here for? Uh, if you have a replacement for Cortland Sutton in your lineup, do it. Uh, if you are playing any of these other guys, don't. Um, but I just, I don't know. It's hard to have faith in this receiving group when they couldn't do much against the Raiders. And I actually think the Panthers have a sneaky good secondary. So Broncos receivers selling them all this week. Now at the tight end position, this one's an obvious play, but the one tight end that I'm putting on the buy list is Travis Kelsey. Here's why. Obviously he's the number one tight end in fantasy football, but in my opinion, he's a legitimate flex option in daily fantasy games in FanDuel and DraftKings. So he would be wide receiver two on this slate in points per game on DraftKings, and he would be priced as wide receiver four on DraftKings. So what you're looking at is if you just ignore the position and just look at the game log, look at the targets, look at the production, he's one of the best wide receivers in fantasy football. He's, but he's not a wide receiver. He's a tight end. So you can play him at tight end. You can play him at flex and play another tight end. I just really like Travis Kelsey this week, and I think his production this week has been incredible. And like I said at the start of the season, everybody looking for an excuse as to why Kelsey won't be the number one tight end is just kidding themselves. Like, he's the best tight end in fantasy football. He has been the last five years. And like I said, I think this might be a week where you could go two tight ends and play him at flex in daily. Second tight end on the buy list is Gerald Everett. Death taxes, play your tight ends against the Cardinals. Gerald Everett draws that matchup this week. He is 100% healthy, and there's no Mike Williams in this game. So full go on Gerald Everett this week. Last tight end on the buy list is Pat Fryermuth, who has actually led the Pittsburgh Steelers in targets since Kenny Pickett has taken over. And I think that the tight end position is a way that you can attack the Indianapolis Colts defense. They've got good corners, so 
throwing out wide is going to be tough. Way to attack it, middle of the field with the tight end. So I think Pat Fryermuth is a legitimately good option this week. Only one tight end on the sell list. With a lot of injuries and a lot of good tight ends playing on Thanksgiving, it's pretty thin at tight end if you're making it to Sunday. So the only one on the sell list is Robert Tunyon. Like, hey, I don't like the matchup against Philly. And I know this receiving core is depleted, and he's still not getting a whole lot of work. He's still not getting the ball thrown his way a whole lot. So just nothing, like, don't get cute. Like, if you got him in season long, find somebody else. I'm sure you can find somebody off the waivers that's better. And I just don't think that it's there right now for Tunyon. I'd rather play somebody like a Greg Dulcich or a David Njoku or even a Jawan Johnson than a Robert Tunyon. I just, just not seeing it. I even think Tyler Conklin is a better option than Robert Tunyon. Like, just, just not there for me. And in all honesty, I think if you're looking at somebody on the waiver wire, Trey McBride is probably on the waivers in your league, and I think he's a much better play against the Chargers than Robert Tunyon is against the Eagles. All right, so that does it for week 12, guys. So hopefully this podcast gave you some guys that you can get in or out of your season-long lineups or in or out of your daily fantasy lineups this week. And I think we got it done in a reasonably efficient amount of time. So, um as always, if you want my full DFS lineup, head on over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. And if you want some extra stats and facts that we didn't get to on the podcast, follow me on Twitter at Mike's Money Picks. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, please rate and subscribe. It helps me out, trying to grow this listener base as much as possible. And it's really starting to work. So please help get the word out. Thank you guys for listening, and I will see y'all next week. Mm-hmm.